Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rados 90 podcast. I'm your host, Seti, and joining me, um, as always, is Patrick Meehan. Pat, how are you? How was your Christmas, vacation, whatever other festivities you had over the last couple of months? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Um, uh, yeah, it's, it was fun. Nice uh, break with the family, you know, relaxing, trying to... Trying to relax, actually. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I was gonna say you had some. You're you're busy. I know. I well, you know, I follow you personally, like on Instagram and all that stuff. But you were like helping out Telemundo on the U.S. side with the uh, with the yeah. World Cup coverage. How was you know just to 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 ask how was that? Yeah, that was really fun. Uh, great experience to be there and cover that. You know that tournament with Telemundo. Uh, I loved what I did there. Like my role was super fun. Um, it was intense though, like a lot of hours, worked every day for you know, a little bit over, well, like a month and a half. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, the game started like well, on, on the Pacific, you know, on Pacific Coast, like, or, you know, on Pacific time, the, the game started at like three, well, you know, when the group stage which was going on, you know, the, the, the first, you know, first three sets of matches, you know, those started like at three Pacific time. So those are, I would, be, I would assume that you were working pretty much nonstop for, for a month and a half. Yeah, and I had some like crazy, especially for the group stages. Like you know, you got you have to be there for to prepare for the shows and the matches. So it was like overnight shifts. Yeah. Like, winning and all that. So, <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so you know, let's let's get into this. Riles back two games in. Um, I want to ask you first. Where do you want to start? You want to start first talking about the two games that you've seen. I know you're at the Cruz Azul game, uh, or do you want to start? You know what they've done off the pitch, which has been a lot of things. Uh, where do you want to take it? I mean, we're going to cover both, so might as well ask. You know, which which direction you want to go first? Which which one do you want to talk about first? Yeah, we can do on pitch stuff. I just uh, went to the Cruz Azul game, and then also I went to the game in Austin against River Plate. All right, uh, all right, we could, we could go do on pitch because right? you know a lot of the off the pit off the pitch is a lot of juicy stuff. So let, let's get the what they've done on the field. Um, out of the way first. So two games in, well, three games if you count the friendly, um, into 2023. Um, it's been a lot of, for me, it's been a, <laughs> I, I like the the second, you know, the last, what, 60 minutes against Cruz Azul, but the River Plate game, the, the, the Chivas game, and then like 35 minutes of that Cruz Azul game where, you know, where they gave up the goal to Antuna and they just didn't look organized. Uh, I, I was ready to hit the panic button. I mean, a lot of people were already panicking. Um, you know, you were there. Uh, you saw two of the three in person. Um, what stood out to you first? Like, what? What's something? We'll start with the good. We'll start with the good news. We'll, no, we'll start with all good stuff here. We'll, we'll get positive. What's what's something good that's that has stood out to you um, just by watching them live in those first, you know, two, you know, two games, three if you want to count to us if you watched it. But what what stood out? You know, what's some good things that have stood out to you? Yeah, um, so Chivas, I didn't follow it live because, uh, you know, other compromises, but uh, I did watch, like, the highlights and all that. So I, I can't comment on a lot of a lot on that one. What I heard and read after the River Plate match was it was kind of the same thing. It was just impossible to, at least, at least for the River Plate match, it was really impossible to create chances. I know that rivals are different and, and you know, uh, there's a lot of rotation, but... Uh, Kind of saw 
a lot of what's the problems that we saw last semester. And then seeing like them actually come out and compete against Cruz Azul after being a goal down, uh, you know, like you said, the last 60 minutes, the three up top were super good. Omar Govea impressed me as well coming on the pitch. And, you know, definitely saw a real improvement. And then uh, the Cruz Azul game was definitely a positive one. I can, I can take a lot of good stuff from there. We all know that Funes Moriberte Rame and Rodrigo Aguirre started, which is something that we kind of want because there's really there's there are three great goal scorers that are pretty much some of the best in the league and should be out there scoring goals every single game. And it was fun to see them assist each other and seeing all of them, you know, being really important in our goals. So I think that that was really good for me. And then, uh, like I said, Omar Govea impressed me coming in and uh, kind of controlling that midfield. I really saw him take control of that. And, uh, and, uh, and yeah, apart from that, like defensively, there was a few mistakes, a few little things that were worrying. Uh, but I think... What uh, were, like, that's something I think that that's, that the defense against Chivas, it was... Le- it, 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 I, I thought the, the, the defense against Chivas was the best part um, in terms of like consistency. I mean, you know, the game against Chivas, they, they, they generate a lot of chances. They should have been up like 4 nothing in that first half. And, you know, they just they just couldn't buy a goal. Like, they just could not score. I don't know if it was rust. Uh, I don't know what was the explanation. I mean, Vucetich said, you know, uh, he, he, you know, he wasn't hitting the panic button. He said, you know, eventually, you know, as long as they're creating chances, he, he, he said, you know, he believes that they'll eventually find the back of the net, which they did against uh, Cruz Azul. Um, you know, but uh, on the back line, it's been, um, and we're going to talk about this with Cesar Montes leaving, but you got Eric Aguirre, Stefan Medina, um, Hector Moreno, and Jesus Gallardo. Uh, that back line, uh, you know, again, we're also going to talk about Victor Guzman coming in. Uh, but, you know, that back line, is it something you're confident in? Uh, I, I have my, I have my doubts after <laughs> that that Cruz Azul game, but uh, you know, again, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Stefan Medina playing, you know, central defense. We've kind of seen that story before and hasn't worked out. Uh, but but where are you with the uh, the back line? Uh, just you know, defensively. Yeah, um, it's gonna be different with Cesar Montes out of the picture, and then seeing uh, Victor Guzman come in, see how he adapts to the game. Uh, to our game, and um, see more from from yeah, Stefan Medina, Sebastian Vegas. They're in a weird position where they can play out out in you know in in, in the wings, but they can also play inside. So it's just finding their you know their their best position. Um, Hector Moreno, I'm a little bit you know confused about. Uh, I think he's still good enough to play in the Mexican league, but at the same time. Uh, you know. Yeah, he's uh, about to be like what? I think he's gonna be thirty four, thirty five. Yeah. He's really gonna hit his mid thirties. I mean, you're, yeah, you're right. I, I last last tournament was was a really surprise. Obviously, you know, you had the World Cup, and that's something he wanted to be in. But you you just can't put your marbles or ask a guy in his mid thirties to again be producing at that same level. It's just you're gonna get backfired. And I don't know if that speaks more to Sebastian Vegas. I don't know where is he. You know, mentally, you know, physically, that I mean, you saw it too at the against. You know, he got the red card against the River Plate. Like, I, I don't know 
what exactly is going on there because speaking speaking on that red card like i saw i was really up close uh, to the field and i and i saw sebastian vegas like fighting a lot like just being out there just like fighting a lot discussing with the with the other players a lot and i think that speaks to where he is mentally maybe he's just not in the right position because like it's a friendly you know it's fine whatever happens like you can lose and it's fine but he was just like super bad and in a bad mental space i felt during the game just like criticizing everything and just being mad at the opposition all the time and at, at the end that's why he got the red card you know just yeah i i would think i would think it's frustration that and i tweeted this out i don't know how you can be i think he's 25 he's in his 20s he's, he's still he's, he's still in his prime years like how do you, how do you lose your he was a starter you know Hector Moreno came in as like the third you yeah, know yeah. center back right he lost his job to 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 Hector Moreno so it's like you know yeah, you lost value. you know you it just speaks volumes as to like what did you have to do to lose your job to a guy who's not in his prime anymore like exactly like yeah, I, I don't know he... yeah that that's where i think his head is at. It's like okay i got to do something to stand out and just tell you know show us teach on the field that i have you know that i am upset that i'm not a starter you know and i don't know if he took it too far um but like you know like we're discussing it, there's just something off with him and eventually if he doesn't figure it out and i think he we can't figure it out this tournament it's hard for me to or for, it's hard for the team to justify having a backup to you know a foreign player occupying a backup you know a foreign you know foreign player occupying a spot on the team and his role as a backup defender you know it's not like in europe where you're playing two you know three or four competitions where you can justify it you know you're only playing liga mekis that's about any you know, this at least this tournament uh maybe that changes you know when you're playing the the league cup in the summer depending on how the, the tournament goes if they win it um then you can Which, just by the way i i i heard from from inside that they're really going to go for that tournament for the league's cup like they really want to win that one yeah so they, well they, yeah yeah because um you know even if you win the league you're still going to be playing in that group stage because conca champions now has group stage it's it, you know they returned it back they brought back group stage but what i read is that the, if you win the league's cup you go straight to the round of 16 so you bypass all the group stage you don't have to worry about players getting injured in that in that you know Uh, you're playing against Central American teams and all that stuff. You don't have to worry about that. At least that's what I, I assume. You know, I'm nothing, not you know. Again, I'm, I might I might be wrong, but but you know, but this tournament it's hard to justify keeping up. You know, especially if you go into next tournament and you're only playing Liga MX. There's no other competitions. It's hard to justify having a foreigner, you know, as a backup defender. Now, as a back a backup forward, that's a different story because you know you can rotate, rotate, you know. Uh, you know come in you know quick substitution to change the game it's it's obviously a different different beast but just having a backup um you know but just getting back to the defense are you how confident are you that this team will be good i mean last tournament we saw it was probably the best uh in terms of like goals allowed and all that stuff uh are you confident that they can duplicate that especially knowing that cesar montes is not there or are you You, are you is it something that you think is going to bother you not bother you but like worry you all tournament long yeah i mean i don't know i don't think so i want to see how victor <coughs> the picture uh cesar Montes was definitely key for that success last season so uh and he's you know he's really good 
we're going to miss him. But I think we're going to be fine. Like, we're not going to be all of a sudden, like, be super leaky and, and concede a lot of goals. I think also Andrada has, you know, he's still, you know, he's good at the end of the day. Like, he's going to save some shots. Uh, he hasn't been his best version for sure. But, you know, I'm not like that worried defense-wise. I think the worries that we still have and that we've had for a few years now is, like, create a lot of chances because we have a lot of talent. We're just not put it, putting putting them in the back of the net. And that happened against Chivas, like you mentioned. But that what was good against Cruz Azul is, like, I don't think we created, like, a ton of chances, maybe, like, equal to Cruz Azul. But uh, we were prolific uh, mm-hmm. when the time came, like, to, to score, you know? So... Um, it's just going to be like a lot of work. I think Buzetich at the end of the day needs to figure out like how to place those players up top. Ponchito Gonzalez has to be part of it as well because he creates a lot of chances. Uh, statistic, statistically, he's top two in uh, creating chances this season so far. Like he's he's and last season we remember like he he was really good. We wanted him for the national team and all that. So yeah. with those three up top, if they can play together. With Ponchito Gonzalez, with Duban and Joao Rojas getting back into the picture, like we should be really yeah. fine. It's just, it's just a matter of like putting them in the back of that. <laughs> I just, <laughs> but I, it's just a go ahead, Matt. No, and yeah, that that exactly, and I think that comes down to mentality again. Like, so weird how we've had that same problem for years, because regardless of the coach, <laughs> regardless of the coach. There's a few players that are the same, but you know, like Rodrigo Aguirre came in, Berterame came in, and last season that was our. They, yeah, their top goal scorers were like Nicolás and, and San Luis. Like I was yeah. kind of like, I don't want to say disappointed, but it's like, you know, Funes Mori wasn't playing that much, and it's like it, that was like their opportunity to say, you know, we're gonna take over this the goal scoring role, and they were all right, you know, they weren't bad, they were they were all right, you know, but, you know, I, I expected a little bit more because there was no adaptation, you know, they know the league, so there was no, like, okay, we have to wait for them to adapt to the league. So it was a little, like, you know, like I said, it was all right, you know, nothing bad, yeah. nothing good. Um, but this year I'm hoping, you know, they can take that step and say, okay, we're going to we're gonna score, you know, we're going to have a 10-plus, 15-plus, like, you know, goal involvement, you know, I, I would like for one of them to at least flirt with scoring 10 goals or more, you know. I, I, I would like to see both of them. You know, I, I think Berterami just having two goals, and I'm hoping, you know, he he, he, he bypasses that missed penalty. Um, yeah. I don't know if you saw that, Pat. I, yeah, I, I, I wanted you think, to speak. Yeah, go ahead. I, I actually want to say something about that because um, <coughs> it was – it was funny because the flight back to Monterey for Rayados, I I, uh, I was in the same flight with them, and I had the opportunity to talk to a few people. And um, Berterame, from what from what I understood, is like the best penalty taker by far in the team, like absolutely the best. Training, he scores everything. Like it's impossible to save a shot. If he shoots a hundred penalties, he misses ninety nine. I mean, he scores ninety nine, um, and and. From what I, from what somebody told me, was like he mentally he just wanted to like, you know, just break the net open, and that made him like lose control of what uh, what what you know what he does in training. So that speaks yeah. to where they are mentally. Like there's a frustration I think built up. Like we need to be scoring five goals a match, yeah. and uh, 
they don't do it. They're not capable. Yeah, especially that game. Especially that game. Because, like I said, that first half, they should have been up like four nothing. At least, you know, three nothing. You know, at least two nothing too. Like, like they should have at least converted some of those chances because they were, they they were on Chivas. It was just, they were just, they, they just weren't hitting the net. Like it, they were going, their shots were going off target. It was just, it was just bad. Shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they should have been up. Um, you know, and I don't know if you saw the the play though, not the play, but like the the the, the lead up to that penalty. You saw Luan Vergara kind of ask for it. Not, you know, I, I think he asked for it in a friendly, you know, manner. It wasn't like, hey, you know, let me take it. It was just, hey, you know, are, do you mind if I take it? Are you sure you're gonna take it? You know, something like that. It wasn't like, you know, I want to take it or something like that. Um, but are you okay with like Bertarame being the de facto penalty taker? Do you think that was just one of the one rare misses that he misses, you know, or or do you or do you want to see maybe Duvan take a shot at it, just you know for for just him having the opportunity? I mean, this fan base is traumatized with penalty kick, so you know one miss yeah. and it's like oh shit, here we go again. I mean, I don't, I'm pretty sure you saw it on Twitter. Like so many people have missed Nico Sanchez for for that aspect. Um, but you know, somebody has to step up. Somebody has to take him. Are you okay with Bertarame taking them, or maybe are, do you want to just out of curiosity, you want to see what Duan brings to the table when it comes to to PKs? Well, yeah, I mean, I could, I could <coughs> like rotating that that again, like depending on like who's filling it a little bit more and all that. That's definitely always good to have that, you know, on uh, on our team. From what I understand, Bertram is like the absolute best in the team. So that's why I think everybody was like, okay, he can take it. But yeah, I mean, if, if it, at the moment where you need to score the goal, you can't, then yeah, I mean, let's, let's switch it up. So I don't mind like the rotation in, um, in, uh, in the penalties, honestly. It's, it's all fine for me. So let's talk about giving mean, you kind of talked about it a little bit with uh, Jivoa. Um, the, the arrivals, I think we're, we'll we'll start transitioning to what's happening the, off off the pitch. But the two, uh, we'll just talk about the two additions first, him and, and Cortisto. But uh, what have you made of those two players? What have you liked, or what have you not liked? What what what's something that stood out to you? Because I I I liked I liked the way you know, at least in the midfield, he looked all right. Um, I'm talking about Javala, and. You know, he he. It looked like when he came in for Sal Ortiz in that in that you know in that second half. I think it was in the second half, if I'm not mistaken, um, when yeah. Ortiz stuff with an injury. Um, he he looked all right. Like he looked, you know, I not all right. He looked, you know, above average. You know, for coming off the bench. You know, coming off cold. Um, and I and and it gave me like okay, you know, maybe they have something here. Um, you know, because they're they're really emphasizing trying to get a little bit more Mexican players. Um. I don't know if it's the money ball aspect of it, uh, you know, on the cheap. I don't want, you know, it's, it sounds wrong to say it on the cheap, but, you know, like using statistics, I mean, you saw it in Tato Noriega's press conference with um, Victor Guzman, you know, reference, you know, statistics, like really in-depth statistics and all that stuff. So, you know, they're, they're using stuff like that. And I'm assuming that's why they got those two, because they like their numbers um, that they bring to the field. You know what? What? What has stood out to you uh, for both of them, whether it's good or positive? Yeah, I think Omar Gobe. I liked what I saw against um, Cruz Azul. 
he he uh i think he was good at like activating the players to start attacks i think he was <coughs> that sense like re also recovering balls but then also being part of the the start of the play i liked him a lot actually uh jordi cortizo i think he's always he's also you know came has come in like really well into the team um i think he has a real good chance of like taking over especially taking over maybe not not Luis Romo's role. I think that's more Omar Govea. But I think there's definitely going to be a switch there at some point where Jordi Cortizo has more opportunities and maybe him and, and Ponchito Gonzalez kind of like direct the attack as, as, like, as the quarterbacks in some sense. Uh, but I like what I see from him. I think he's really, he has a good personality. Like a, you, you see how motivated he is too to you know come into this team i think he's really excited as well as omar govea which that that's always a real positive you know yeah and sorry i, I don't know i i thought I, I always pronounce my g's as j sometimes with govea and jovea so for my apologies if i sound stupid there um no <laughs> it's like gif and gif um that's how yeah. i always do it um yeah i i cortizo you know he has i think he'll have the opportunity to take Maxi Mesa's job. I mean, I think of all like the starting eleven positions, him and Rodrigo Aguirre. If if, if Busetich continues to play like that, you know, beast to if he's like open to whoever wants to take that wing position, um, you know, he'll he'll go with whoever. But I think you know he has the opportunity to say, you know, I'm going to take that starting position, whether he succeeds or not. Um, the only thing I maybe not, if I have had to criticize him, it's just sometimes he can, he looks like he's playing with his hair on fire. By that, I mean, like, he's trying to maybe, like, do more than, than you know, I, I, and I get it. You come to a new team, you try to, like, overcompensate sometimes and show, hey, you can trust me. I can do this, you know, do that, you know. I feel like if he, if he just goes back to what he was doing at, at uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here, like, I, I watched a lot of Puebla games, but, like, if he can just dial it back a little bit, be a little bit smart, um, you know, I think he'll he'll be all right. You know, at least that's what I noticed from that first game against Chivas. Um, I think he did dial a little bit back against uh, Cruz Azul, but you know, I think that I think as the season goes along, maybe that goes away a little bit because, like I said, first game you're trying to impress, but you know, we'll we'll see um, there. Um, let's start transitioning a little bit more now. Uh, another arrival, Victor Guzman hasn't played. Um, I was hoping he'd play. I mean, he knows the league and he played in Week One against Cruz Azul. Um, and that's, and, you know, we've talked about a little bit about this. I know I've talked to about it with Robust, but like if, if, Mo if Monterrey feels that their youth system, you know, from ages 20 to 22, maybe that class, that age frame, they feel like, Hey, these guys aren't going to, these guys aren't first team players. Then they got to go buy some young players, you know? And I think they did that with, with Victor Guzman. Maybe they didn't like anybody in their cantera was a central defender at least you know with the right foot central defender you know they're like hey we need to go buy one and they did that and i feel like if this age group if they feel like nobody's going to be you know that first team type of talent and sorry i know a lot of people like you know prospects whatever you want to call them young players the reality is some of them don't have what it takes to be a first teamer you know it's i mean i watch baseball i watch hockey some prospects that they draft don't make it you know they can be high prospects they never make it to the major leagues or they never pan out um and i feel like if they have to buy someone like Victor Guzman from 
from Cholos, I feel like maybe they just didn't have somebody in their cantera that that they can trust to elevate and be a first team player. Um, but what do you make of that transfer? Yeah, I like it, especially like I I, I agree as well. <coughs> you know, uh, putting in a, a somebody from the cantera to replace Cesar Montes was definitely a huge role to fill, and Victor Guzman has more experience, <coughs> been a first team player for a while, and um, I think he's good enough to. To maybe you know not be in Cesar Montes level just yet, but definitely be a little bit closer to that. So I like it. I like young Mexican players coming in. Um, yeah, he said all the right things. I don't know if you caught like his that press. No, it wasn't even a press conference. It was more like a scrum, like when he arrived at the airport. I mean, he said all the right things. He said he wants to go to Europe, um, and he believes that Monterrey brings presents him the best opportunity to like be a catapult. Um, and he wants to learn from Hector Moreno, who has experience playing in Europe and knows what it takes to get there from, from Liga Mekis to, to Europe. So, uh, you know, he's, he's saying all the right things. He looks like a really, you know, I, I, it's highlights, so I can't, you know, can't really form an opinion. Like I said, I'm not watching Cholos games either. Um, so, you know, his, his statistics, like I said, uh, Tato Noriega put out his statistics and why he likes them. Um, you know, that's... Monterrey has had success with center backs, Mexican center backs. Even if, I mean, if you want to count Johan Vasquez, but they've had success, you know, finding center backs. Um, so we'll hope Victor Guzman can be the latest. Um, if if all goes well, Pat, and then how 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 long do you think he stays at the club if everything clicks? If every if he, if he's like if you know, but by the end of this season, he's like undisputed starter. How long do you think he stays at Monterrey? Yeah, um, you know, it's gonna. I think. I think six months is too soon. I think a year is a weird one as well because, you know, in January we, we, we don't get a lot of transfers. So, like a year, a year and a half, I think will be, I think also it will be very solid for him to, like, you know, finish. Uh, and he's 20. <laughs> he's like, yeah, finish you know. growing in a, in a, you know, in a good team against good quality sites in the in mexico playing in the leagues cup and having some good experience and then after that you know also growing in leadership because he's going to be with like you said hector moreno who's going to grow help him grow a lot mentally so that's going to do really well for him so i think a year a year and a half if we sell him on to europe it'll be a super good deal like because we'll probably if he does well he'll probably sell him over kind yeah. of like cesar montes numbers you know look over yeah. 10. Yeah, because I think it was report. I mean, initially somebody said you know it was six million. That wasn't exactly, the, yeah. that was that was that wasn't that wasn't accurate. It was I think I read two to two to three million dollars that they bought him for. Uh, so that 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 you know, and the person that uh, I I forgot his name, but he's like one of the reliable ones that a lot of people trust. And so, if people saying they trust him, you know, I would say it's around two three million dollars that they pay for him, not the six million that some people were reporting. Um, so, you know, if they sell them for like six for seven million like they got for Montes and that's fine. But I think, you know, that I think these next couple of transfer windows, I think they're going to move in that direction. And then we're going to talk about some of the one rumor right now that's kind of floating around with uh, is it Pisuto? I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Um, the guy that was at Leo and I think now I think he was at Braga for I don't even know where he's at now. I think he was at Braga. Uh, yeah. So that's the latest one. Um, I think, you know, let's get into the transfer stuff. Um, at least that one, Pat, I, I don't know what's your reaction to that. I know he hasn't really played that much. He went to Leo with, he went from Pachuca to Leo. Um, many people thought he, like, that's where he'd break out. And 
myself included. I mean, you go to France, they're going to play you regardless if you're good or bad, you know, because they want to, you know, French teams, you know, outside of maybe PSG are selling clubs, you know, they're, they're, they're going to sell you as soon as they can so they can, uh, you know, get some, get some, get some cash from that. But uh, what do you make of that rumor? Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but what do you make of that possible rumor midfield? I think it's midfielder, if I'm not mistaken, last I checked. Um, but what do you make of that, that, that rumor? I mean, if he, he's going to probably be in the bench for us and, you know, be a good rotation player. <coughs> we, we just haven't seen him play a, a, at all, like for a while. Um, with Lil, he never played a minute. Uh, he played like with the second team and was somebody what's was somebody that was on the bench sometime. But he came in like with a with a with a with a big injury. So I kind of understand that. And then um, Braga as well. Like he hasn't just not a lot of minutes, which you know it's not easy to go to Europe as a young guy and and get minutes. But it's like, how do we value what we're bringing in? Like, we haven't seen him play for two years. So, you know, consistently. Um, so it's a diff difficult one for me. I mean, if he's young Mexican... I just checked still... his age. He's still 20. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I, I mean, felt like he was 22, 23. It's like, oh, shit, he's, the, he's 20. <laughs> it's because I've seen his name for, like, he was part of like the 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 team that won, you know, Lil beat you know beat PSG in what two three years ago. I thought he was twenty back then, you know. But no, he's twenty. He's <laughs> twenty right now. I was like, yeah, as he we're was talking. Uh, I looked at his age. Uh, you know, he he they lost the the World Cup final, the U seventeen World Cup final um, in like twenty. 19, 20, yeah, I don't know, yeah, but he's like, it's it's because in so you know soccer, you you see some of these players, and it's like it's like with Marquinhos. Some people think he's like 34, 35, and like it's like twenty eight because like you you've been seeing him play since like he was nineteen. So it's like so you you think some of these players are older than than they really are, but 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 yeah, no, not not to interrupt. I just what I I just googled while he was, um, and yeah, he's indeed he's a, he's an actual midfielder. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think um, you know because of that, I think it's good to have him. Like if we can have him on the team, I'm definitely definitely good with that um, that movement. He's probably going to be super cheap as well. And if he does well and grows with the team, he'll be he can be a good uh, he can jump into the starting lineup at some point later on, especially with with um, sort of these being older um, and his know, contract expiring in June. Yeah, he's also probably out of the team in June, and uh, and yeah, I mean, <coughs> like I said, he's gonna come cheap if he does well. We can sell him on back to Europe yeah. if he wants to yeah. go back to Europe for a, for a good fee. Yeah, you can say here, just do well two here, do do two years here, do well. We won't stop you as long as somebody pays. You know, you got you you got your first plane ticket. Um, uh, you know, and and, he, and he's like I, and I checked, he has like it's. I don't know if he has an Italian passport, but his nationality is Italian Mexican. So yeah, I guess Italian you know, passport. okay. So then, then that would be a lot easier to, to you know, to, to sell. Yeah, it it would be a lot easier to sell because I I, I don't think Cesar, at last I don't at least I don't think Cesar Montes has like a European passport. Um, oh, yeah. So I think it would be a lot be uh, at least teams would be like okay, he can fill an EU spot. We don't have to worry about taking a foreigner spot. That's another thing that kind of stops Mexican players. No, you know, like not stops, but like is a is a hurdle they have to get over. Um, is is you know they'll take up a foreign spot in in Europe, but um, we'll see what we'll see what happens there. That's just you know a speculation right now, a rumor. 
but yeah, the other ones that have occurred, you know, the, the exits, we can say, uh, Matias Karanavitar, who was supposed to play for, for River Plate, you know, in that, in that friendly, but um, suffered a serious, what is it, I think it was an ankle injury, a serious um, ankle injury. Um, it was a really dirty tackle from for a friendly, especially. <laughs> um, but I think he's out like six months, or I, I think he's missing the entire, um, I, I, I'm not going to say here, like I know how Argentina's, you know, uh, league is but like he's gonna miss six months i don't know if that's the entire season for them um but he's missing a lot um that was a weird transfer just because of the room like i'm not gonna go into the rumors that were going on twitter um but that was like out of nowhere uh i don't know what, what was your thoughts on that on that transfer pat yeah that was weird that was a weird one so I thought <laughs> he was gonna stay and Celso was gonna leave i thought that that's how it was gonna go or probably matthias i i think matthias <laughs> wasn't like super comfortable in the city he hadn't he didn't have like a a great role with the club like he was a sub uh, i think that was I, I thought it was going to be different like him him staying and yeah that's that's what i thought it was because actually a lot of people were praising him from the last tournament that he had like the last tournament no he's he good praise yeah like he got a lot of praise so that's why i was like okay they're gonna finally do the transition Matias Planvita, you're in as a number five so so this thank you for everything you're out um but you know I don't know, like, like I said, I'm not going to get into the personal stuff, but, you know, that, like I said, that was a weird transfer. Um, another one, well, uh, Cesar Montes, I think, well, let's just get into that one. Uh, took a couple, took a while, but it eventually got done. Went to, went to Espanol. Uh, from what I read, I think Espanol is just playing, paying 1 million euros right now, like, up front. And then in the summer, they're paying the whatever else they owe. Or, or it's something like that matter. We're going to pay you a short amount up front right now. And then everything else. Because obviously they're, they're in a relegation battle, but they just got out of it this past weekend. But still, you know, they're they're fighting to stay in La Liga, so obviously that that's gonna you know, if that's gonna determine you know what what happens there. But um, what did you make of that move? Obviously, it, it was time as much as it hurts. It, it was time for him to to move on um, and just try try another challenge. And so far from two games, what I've seen, you know, him leaving at a uh, you know mature age. <laughs> that he doesn't look out of place I, you know i think I, from what i've seen i i think i can only pinpoint maybe two mistakes that he's made um and i and i think those are mistakes that maybe he'll he'll learn from in terms of like what he can you know in terms of like one of them for example was like him sliding too late uh on a cross you know that almost ended up in a goal you know it's stuff like that where it's like okay i'm on a new level i gotta figure out you know what i can and can't do or what i need to improve to to be a better defender well, what did, what did you make of the transfer? What did, I don't know if you've seen a couple of his games or highlights or whatever, or opinions. Um, but what did you make of, of that entire saga? Yeah, I think it was it was time for him to leave. Uh, you know, it was like the best for everybody uh, at this point. He still was able to go for a good fee over there. Um, so, yeah, I'm not mad at all about it. I think he gave us some really good years. He Obviously, if he stayed it, it would have been better for a club. But, you know, he leaves a good sum of money. Um, I think we're still good enough at, at defense. We bring in another youngster that, in theory, will be the same level as Cesar Montes, hopefully better. And Cesar Montes, well, yeah, I've seen, I, I, I saw his first game. Uh, yeah, th- he was criticized for that one that you said. Like, that actually ended up in a goal. Uh, so that's why it was, he was criticized. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, because I was like, it's all been fuzzy. So, I like, you know. Yeah, so <laughs> that's why he was, criti- he was criticized a little bit more. But then, like, his second game, 
Oh yeah, he won. He had like four. I think was it fourteen clearances. Like a lot of people were and like, that was a record, a record for La Liga so far until now. So that was. And yeah, that was his La Liga debut too. Like, well, no, no, no. Well, start in terms of starting. That was his first La Liga start. Because I think he came on as a sub in his like first official game. Like, like I think it was La Liga game. I I, I didn't see that one just because I had other stuff going on. But he's played three games, three, three games in all competitions. But he, like this past weekend was his first La Liga start, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if you're searching that, Pat, but I'll keep talking. Just <laughs> we don't have dead air. Um, uh, but yeah, I think Cesar Montes has looked really, really good. Um, and I think, you know, leaving at a mature age um, really has helped him, you know, just hit the ground running with with Espanol. And, you know, if he if he stays up, that's great. But if as long as he keeps performing like this, I think you know he'll have another club interested in buying him in Europe, um, and we'll see about that. Uh, last, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think that's all for the exits. If I'm not, in terms of like the marquee exits, um, I'm pretty, there was a couple from Rayados that left to to like I, I don't know which one left to Atlas, but in terms of like the first team, um, those are the major ones. If I'm not mistaken, I don't see any. I don't think anybody else left. Um, uh, Last two questions before we go, Pat. Uh, was there anybody that you kind of wanted to leave just for the sake of like, okay, it's time for a change? And is there like a position that you wish the team would have addressed um, during this transfer window? Uh, I don't know if you have any of those uh, two concerns. Well, I think the other bigger one, but that was expected, was Pizarro just going back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> going back to him. <laughs> I forgot about him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, that, that, that one makes you happy, though. That, and you've yeah, never yeah. liked Pizarro for, for, for a second, and now he's at your favorite club in Miami. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, honestly, apart from that, no. I want to see... I just want Duván Vergara and... I want to see Duván Vergara and Joel Rojas. So I'm excited for those two guys to, you know, finally have some playing time. Uh, and then I, I think apart from that I'm really comfortable with, with what we have <coughs> definitely a, a really good team yeah uh, it's very solid uh, it's hard to hard to find a place in the squad where you're like okay we need to change this yeah. uh, like we obviously have some have some things to get better and that's where my main concern was like the, co- the coaching position mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I probably would have switched coaches, I think. Um, but I don't know. Um, yeah, well, we'll see. Well, I mean, we, we like to get proven wrong. You, you, I mean, you, like I said, you were Pizarro's biggest critic, but you always wanted him to, like, shut you up. Yeah. Uh, he didn't end up doing that. <laughs> he didn't end up doing that. But, you know, you, like I said, same thing with me. I, I was, like, when, when they brought back Lucetich for a second stint, I was like, Maybe they should have just done it like as a caretaker, like you see in Europe, where it's like just get us to do the to do the season, and then we'll we'll figure it out afterward. But then they hand you know they handed him a two and a half year contract, or is a two year contract? Or I don't know if it's two and a half or two years. One of those two. Um, so yeah, I was concerned, and then especially when you saw um, Diego Almada just kind of tore him apart in that semifinal game, and it's like you know, is that really the coach we need? Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll see what happens there. I. I one 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 last thing on the transfers. I, I would have liked to have seen them grab another creative midfielder. I feel like if Ponchito's like our best one, we're kind of in trouble just because he's so inconsistent. Um, if he's like your number two guy or even number three guy, I think you're fine. Um, I just would have liked to see another midfielder with like creative 
capabilities, you know, that can that can help take advantage of the three strikers we have. But we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, uh, but the last biggest news: um, the Ornella's uh, tenure uh, era, I guess, is over. A lot of people are celebrating. Um, it's not that he didn't do a great job. I mean, the, the team won titles and everything. At least for me, I, I feel like they should have won more um, under his tenure. Uh, especially now, you know, with, with FEMSA, you know, kind of injecting money into the club. Um, really should have taken, or, you know, they should they should have taken advantage more of, of that and gotten people that know what they're doing when it comes to, like, spending money. I feel like they've just spent money just to spend money. Um, and then there's a disconnect with the fans. Obviously, his background with Tigres, I don't have to get into that. Everybody knows. Um, but what did you make of that news? Where do you see the club going in the future? Um, because there's going to be a new president next month. Yeah, that's going to be exciting as well, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't know. It's it's difficult because I think when, when we first talked about about it, we, we thought <laughs> Tato Noriega... Uh, like not having the be- the you know the best experience in the world for this this position, um, uh, it's a complicated one. Like it's a why do we do why are we doing this again? Especially after Julio Davino. Um he's a good guy. He he's definitely a guy that's I think willing to learn a lot more, willing to innovate a lot more with what's inside the club. So hopefully. After his first semester here and, and, and with the summer coming soon, um, we can see some big, big stuff, uh, especially with the new like head guy in charge replacing Ornelas. Uh, I'm confident that they're going to... Which is Filisola, right? If I'm not saying that's how you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to be Filisola, yeah. Um, which is exciting times, honestly. Uh, I think Filisola is definitely a guy... F- from Rayados, like he's... yeah, yeah, yeah. He feels like, like he he there. There's a he, he identifies with the club, and that's something that people like. Um, yeah, you know, because you know, what Ornella seen like a lot of people from what I've seen on Twitter, a lot of people didn't like that he never like really like. I don't know if he propped up, you know, that you know, like he just threw him out there when things were rough. Like you would never see. I mean, at never. least in the United States, you know, Davino's position would be considered like a general manager. And Ornelas would be considered like the pre- you know, the, cl- the club president. Um, so, you know, but still you see sometimes presidents at least address, you know, when the season's over and say, hey, this is what we got to work on. This is what, you know, we hear the fans, et cetera, et cetera. Especially to, you know, when that, that whole Club World Cup debacle, you really didn't see anybody, you know, you really didn't see him out, out there or anything. Like, it, it's just always that, you know, and, and it, it would be like the message would be repetitive. And it's like, really, you're going to say the same things that we hear about every, you know, when there's a crisis or whatever. So at, at least now, I don't know if Filisola will, will, will show us. I mean, he, he at least on Twitter, you know, his past Twitter, you know, I think buttoned up a little bit. But you would see, you know, you would see tweets that he cares and all that stuff. So I don't know if he's going to do that. Like, you know, show his face a little bit more and be more vocal, you know, make more appearances and all that stuff. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But is there something like, if you could tell him, what what would be the one thing that you think he should be addressing with the Rayados? Obviously, you know, everybody has a lot of different opinions of what, what what's going on. But I just want to ask you, like, you know, under this new president beginning next um, next month, what what are what are maybe one or two things that you think he should address, or what would you like to see addressed? 
I mean, obviously stuff can happen once the January transfer window closes. Um, you know, but at, at beginning next month, what are some things that you want him to start, you know, implementing? I mean, we kind of started seeing this. I don't know if this was going on in the background. Maybe it was his part too, but we're starting to see Montalbe be more analytical. You know, I know we joke about the money ball stuff, but that's something that they, they haven't done. Uh, but what, what, what are some things that you, you think you, you would want to see him implement um, going forward that, you know, that, that will just, you know, give you positive signs um, for, for the future? Yeah, honestly, I think just change of attitude. Like, let's let's act like a big club. Let's act like a club that can go out there and and, and do damage. Like, we're not we're we're not the small town club uh, from before. We're a big club. We're internationally known. We've done some really good stuff internationally. Like, let's just keep acting that way. Whether it's in the sporting things, whether it's in uh, the uh, what we do marketing-wise, social media-wise. Let's just act, let's change the attitude. Uh, it feels like it's just everything's so institutionalized. Yeah. It's very, like, low-key. And then on the pitch, uh, you know, we, 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 we're trying to, to, to score a lot of goals. We can't do it. Like, it's just a frustrating time. Like, I think a change of attitude, mentality, yeah. something... Something's there because, like we we've said before at the beginning of this podcast, that mentality is a problem that we'd had for no matter the coach, no matter the players. Like there's always we always come back to the same thing: mentality. Yeah. So, I don't know what needs to change, like in there in El Barrial or whatever. Uh, yeah. No, I mean they they should be acting like a first class organization. I mean they do. The they have. I mean they have the stadium. They have the facilities. I would like them to be more like, hey, let's get a little bit global. I mean, they did bring in, I forget his, I always forget his name, the guy from, that was, I think, it was, I don't know if he was sporting director. So he had you know, an important role in Barcelona. Like, his name always escapes me. I forget his name. Um, if you know it, Pat, please send in. If not, that's why I can keep going. But uh, I always forget his name. Um, but like like we've said, too, like like you said, like this, this team isn't like a small-time club. Like, this isn't a club that's trying to survive. Although there's no more, oh, there's going to be relegation, but we'll see about that. But, you know, this isn't a team that's just trying to survive. This is a team that is is expected to win league titles, win every competition that it's in. Um, so we'll see how that changes, especially, too, like with the with the World Cup coming in 2026 to Monterrey. I think they have to grow their presence internationally because they would be stupid for people to walk in. I mean, obviously, you're going to get some people who don't know, don't know who play there. But, you know, at least say, hey, this is the club that plays here. Um, I mean, like, like the stadium is always trending on, on various English, like, football platforms. Like, it seems like every month, every other month at least, you know, it, it gets trending. Like, when the club, when the World Cup finished, uh, you know, day, like a day or two before, when they started saying, okay, what's 2026? Monterrey Stadium was trending. Um, so, you know, like you said, just be Act bigger, act like you know you're one of the biggest teams. Um, you know, act like you matter, act like you're relevant. You know, you're, you're not just uh, Pachuca, you're not just you know, your title. You know, it, it obviously titles and trophies matter the most, but you also got to just grow your presence. You got to have an appealing style, you got to have you know, something that can that can gravitate other people to, to say, Hey, watch this team. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it, Pat. I know you got some stuff that, that you got to get to, uh, but any final final thoughts uh, before we go? 
not really. Uh, but actually, just looking forward to the next game to see where, where we're at. If we're the team that came into what we did against Cruz Azul or we're going to be a team like we played against Chivas where we create chances and just miss yeah. them a lot. So, what, look, uh, I know, don't know. Yeah, no, but last thing, um, where, do you, where do you see this team finishing? Um, because obviously, uh, if they don't win the league, uh, they're going to have to take the Club World Cup seriously. You know, if, even if they already do take it seriously, it's going to be of a higher importance just because like, it gives you a ticket to the... To the, the, to the, the yeah, you know the, the league's cup winning the league's cup gives you a ticket to the the Conca champions. Um, so yeah. but but where where do you see this team finishing? Especially if I don't have you on for a little bit, where where do you see this team finishing? Where's your prediction? Where I mean, you saw two games live. Uh, where do you where do you see this team finishing? I mean, honestly, it's hard right now, but just because of what we know of this club, the players, the quality, and all that we have, it's got to be a top four finish. Um, mm-hmm. I can't see them. I, I don't have the confidence to put them top one, top two, right now. But I do. I, I, top four, they gotta be there. Like it's an obligation for sure. Yeah. Sure. So, so I, yeah, I see them being being up there, honestly. Um, and then the Gia, we'll see. It's a different tournament, so we'll talk about it when we do. But yeah, I mean, as of now, I know. It wasn't the best of starts, but we we just we do have the quality, and it's good enough to win games. Uh, the complicated games, like quality, sometimes needs to step in, and and I think we'll we'll be fine. I think yeah. uh, the team, you know, might might get get it together. Yeah. After weeks, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Last thing, I, I kind of like I'm throwing you like fireball ones here, but. Uh... What's one player that's gonna who's gonna surprise you, or maybe has surprised you, that's gonna keep surprising you? On who and one, who, what's one player that's kind of like your pisado now that's gonna disappoint you? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start with the disappointing one. I think uh, Maxi Mesa also is is also like in the mentality of Vega, of Sebastian Vegas. Um, I don't know why. I just it's like a gut feeling pretty much. Uh, I think he's gonna be kind of like my pisado this year, maybe. Um, and then somebody that has surprised me and will, I think will continue to surprise me will be either, I'm going to go with Omargo Vea. I did like, like him a lot against Cruz Azul and I didn't see him coming in and being part, an important part of, of this team. Honestly, I think he, I thought he was just going to be on the bench. I think he's going to be on the bench a lot. But I think he'll be important when he does come in. So. Yeah, I, I think he has an outside chance of maybe taking the starting position spot, especially if that's what these kind of like gets injured a lot. You know, we started seeing it last year. Like he's starting to, his body's starting, at least, you know, playing at a high level, his body's starting to break down a little bit. But, you know, that opens the door for him. But yeah, I, I'm pretty much in a similar position. Although maybe Maximus, I'd probably swap out for Sebastian Vegas. Either or, you know, either one, I, I feel like. Right now, they're just not in a good spot. Um, but yeah, uh, Pat, anything else you want to add before you know before I, before I sign off? No, that's pretty much it. Uh, I, I am excited to watch this team this year. I don't know what what is it. Maybe Tato Noriega coming in and Filisola, like the change in the in the. It's pre- it's a breath of pressure. Even even though Ornella is going to say as a consultant, I feel like that's not a big deal. I mean, it happens at every other like sports team I've watched. Yeah. Like, uh, a manager retires or or displays just, 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 
executive retires, oh, we're going to keep him on as a senior consultant. You know, like, is it really that? Is he is he really saying? Yeah, no, I think he's probably just staying like to be on the payroll, uh, and maybe yeah. just to have that title. Uh, you know, it sounds good, senior consultant or something like that. I don't know what they're going to put him, but you know, either way, I don't I don't think he's he's not going to have like an important say. He might throw his voice in, but he doesn't have the final say anymore. He doesn't like. You know, changes aren't coming from him, so we'll see what happens there. But um, yeah, breath of fresh air. Hopefully, new ideas, new beginnings, because this this club finally needs to act like a big club, like we're saying. Um, Pat, I know you're doing some MLS uh, stuff. You know, you're you're you started uh, like late last year. I know you don't like to brag, but like, uh, if you want to just let people know what you're doing there, because they're gonna have to get you know. Some of them, you know, whether they like the league's cup or not, they're gonna, especially if Monterrey takes it seriously, they're gonna have to know some of the MLS teams other than, you know, maybe like LAFC and the ones the Mexicans play on. But like, what, what, what do you got cooking there? Yeah, I'm with the MLS and the Spanish uh, side. So with the Spanish Twitter account and Instagram account, and uh, you know, helping them there with uh, with their social media mainly. Uh, and yeah, I think. Uh, it's also exciting times for them because they they got the Apple TV deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's gonna be way more content, not just from like and the, Seattle Sounders is gonna go to the Club World Cup yeah. next yeah, month. So cool. that that's gonna be a reminder to like Melia Mackey's teams that you know why'd you let Pumas win or get into the league and all that stuff. That's gonna that's gonna be fun, um, and I'm pretty sure you're gonna have fun with that uh, in terms of like just covering them. Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, last thing. Uh, any what what MLS team do you think? I know you always throw out MLS opinions, especially like when it's a combination with the Yankees. But what's one MLS team that 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 if you're a Monterrey supporter, especially with the League's Cup coming, like I said, uh, people should keep an eye on just because you like what they're doing. Oh, that's that's a good one. Uh, I think the MLS teams are kind of like building themselves right now. There's a lot of transfers going on. Uh, I. I think, I think, uh, that's a good one. But uh, Austin FC, I think, uh, will continue <laughs> to, to do well. Uh, they did really well last season, and I think yeah. uh, this season they're gonna continue. They did. They added some yeah. key uh, key players to the team, so I think they're gonna be a problem again. Next yes. Season. Yeah. So, uh, lastly, uh, Monterrey is going to be playing. I don't know if they're going to be playing Real Salt Lake. I just that was just on Wikipedia. Um, obviously, it's Wikipedia, so take it whatever you know trust you have. Um, but it'll be an interesting matchup. If not, then you know it's. I would like them. I would like them to play in Miami just to go <laughs> take a vacation in Miami. Um, I've been. I was kind of disappointed when they didn't play River Plate in Miami. Um, so hopefully, you know. They play a South American team in Miami, so I can take a vacation there, or they play into Miami, um, yeah. especially with their new stadium coming. Uh, but for, let's wrap this up. Uh, I'm Eddie. Uh, follow us at Riles90. GIFs are always stuff there, screen caps, whatever, on game days. Um, Pat, uh, thank you for joining me as always. I know you you know, you know got a busy schedule sometimes, so you can't always be on, so I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, but where can people follow you? And let's just wrap this up. Yeah, follow me on Tsunami Peaks, and I was excited to to come back here and talk Rayados because, like you said, breath of fresh air, exciting times. Hopefully, uh, that continues. All right, for for Pat, I'm Eddie. Thanks for listening. <laughs>